Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Warning. Carl's only knowledge of radio was when he watched E.T. try to phone home. What's going on, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who's brave enough to slide himself into a bivy sack and have a wrestling competition with a horde of mosquitoes. Carl Mandrioli. How Good are man. You? Who won that, by the way? <laughs> uh, with mosquitoes? Not so, not so much. I think yeah. they won. I've, I've been lit up by mosquitoes before, for sure. Not in a bivy, though. Yikes. I don't think. But Well, that's what makes you special. Thank you. Thank you. With me today is a man who doesn't know what state is north of South Dakota, Derek Somerville. <laughs> Canada, right? Isn't it Canada? <laughs> do, you, do you know, Derek? It's Canada. And North Dakota. Canada's, okay. All there right. You do you know what state is east of West Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> Not when you say it like that. I can't think of it. No, <laughs> Tennessee East. Like East of <laughs> I'm so tired. I trick students with this all the time. Oh, all so the time. Funny. Yeah, it's Virginia. Virginia is the answer. Yeah. Okay. At least you didn't say um, East Virginia. That would have been, been bad. I almost said the uh, coast. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I was like, wait. No. <laughs> That's all right. That's uh, <laughs> so we got today. We we have a radio type show a radio podcast that's kind of yeah. weird, huh? live collins when people are listening to this it's not live but we are taking yeah like actual responses questions comments and yeah having conversations with a variety of folks across the united states pretty awesome yeah indeed yeah it okay. was fun that was a Did, lot of were fun. you concerned about this going south at all I had my I had my doubts for small doubts, but I had some doubts because you know you never know what can happen. Like internet cuts out, people walking right. in on you, like you just you don't know. But right. it, it went off. I thought without a hitch. <laughs> I thought it went off without a hitch, and it was it was a lot of fun actually. Right, right, uh, yeah. And my internet's been cutting out like crazy during ever since the the virus struck. I don't know if we're overusing it, you know, like collectively as a society. But um, Carl, it's not that it's not that kind of virus though. Like it's not a computer virus. It's like a real, oh yeah. So I don't know how it would affect. I thought the it. Yeah. I thought it affects everything. Mm. No. Okay, my mistake. Maybe, my mistake. Uh, you know. Either it way, is. it's been cutting out, and this one worked. And not only that, but we had a you know a bunch of folks that were just like awesome, excellent conversationalists. It was really good. Yeah, just yeah. Su- super smooth. To be honest, for each person, we were you know we gave kind of like a, a ten minute 
Well, we gave a, a time limit, and then I just felt like we could have kept on talking. It was just a great time. So, a lot of fun. thanks to all those who um, who called in, and we're we're gonna tack on a few MP3s at the end as well that we've been kind of hanging on to 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 continue to kind of get to a variety of different folks, and uh, we're hitting definitely a variety of topics today. So, yeah, right, indeed, yeah. Indeed. I got a, a Bible verse for today. Oh, Genesis one okay. twelve. Yeah. The earth brought forth vegetation plants yielding seed according to their own kinds and trees bearing fruit in which is in which is their seed each according to its kind and god saw that it was good i thought you were going to give me like a, a radio verse or something is there is there a radio verse uh, this relates yeah this relates to one of the topics that comes up in our radio show you're not remembering all the conversations we had my friend and that's okay <laughs> okay here's my question for Let you derek what's the best backpacking plant the best backpacking plant is this like a trick question yeah. i mean what do you is this it's not i'm asking your opinion backpacking plant to in what regard to eat to yeah. eat to throw in the fire open-ended to, uh, open-ended so i think i'm gonna say uh I, the name is slipping my mind you could probably remind me the one i use the one okay. i use to wipe myself oh in the forest yeah I, very handy. Okay. They're <laughs> very handy. I like that. <laughs> handy. Yeah, you did, like that? Yeah. You like that? What? Uh, I, I don't know. Like the um, Hunter's Delight or something? That one? The it soft, might, that might have been one? it. Yeah. Maybe it was Hunter's Delight. Okay. That, that's yeah. actually not where I thought you were going to go with that. But now that you said that, not hmm. surprising well. at all. So, of course, you would go that direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to go with the thimbleberry plant because this is my favorite berries to pick when I'm out and about, when I have access mm. to them. But that's not the plant that comes up in our Ripe. conversations today. I, I have a prediction. You don't remember the plant that we talked about kind of at length. Oh, during the trivia. Um, not during the trivia, during the radio I show. I mean, the radio show. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if I don't remember. What to say. Okay. We well, were... that'll be a surprise for everybody then. <laughs> so, so, so whether it's plants or whether it's... So, so whether it's talking about plants that Derek doesn't remember, uh, river crossings, all sorts of topics, a variety of topics brought up by a variety of awesome listeners, here's what went down. Nathan, welcome to the B&B. Thanks for being on, buddy. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Tell us, where are you from? I am, uh, well, where I'm from is kind of a long story, but I'm currently living in Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. Oh, okay, Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. All right, my man. And you have a question for us today. What do you got? Well, I got. Okay, so my I'm a total newbie to this backpacking stuff. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So I've done a couple overnights, nothing too big, uh, and I kind of was a bit traumatized from my childhood experience camping. Um, we we had my dad had like an ancient, um, like gigantic canvas tent that must have weighed like a hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It probably wasn't because it was like a 16 man tent or something. And it was a sixteen. Canvas. Well, I think it, it was something huge like that, 12 or 16 something. Okay. Anyway, uh, so we did this as a kid, um, and I kind of like thought it was too much work. And so, like back when I got up to college days, I kind of like swore off anything that involved the tent. And it wasn't until my my wife um, did some. She's a ge- uh, geologist. She did some geology field trips and kind of got into this like camping out in the wherever the cool rocks are. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. We should start doing. We should do this. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Anyway, she. So, I, I've been eased back into it. All right, uh, but now like, I'm, I'm kind of want to take on this backpacking uh, new adventure. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, so I'm realizing that, so the modern tents are not like this ancient 1950s canvas tent. <laughs> you know, they're a lot, right. a, lot a lot a lot nicer than that. But there's other options too for, for backpacking. You know, there's like the, the tent option, there's the hammock, um, hammock camping, and mm -hmm. there's the bivvies, which I don't have any experience with that, but they seem like they're really intriguing to me. And mm, I know you guys, yeah. you guys are mostly tent people, but do you have any experience with hammocks or bivvies? Well, Derek's definitely an expert in hammocks, right, Derek? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, we, we tried a yeah, we tried that a whole like one time. Um, but we have we've had we've had a few guys bring. I actually have slept in a bivy in Antarctica. We slept I slept in a bivy. Okay. Okay. Um, I I you know I mean it was it was fine. It was warm. It was great. Um, I think we've had. I think did we have a couple guys do that on our trips too, Carl? On our trips, no. But I do. I have a lot of experience with the bivy because. Yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually, I had that as like a future episode was to spend some time talking about baby sacks. And, but uh, the, getting back to kind of your, your traumatization, I'm guessing that like you were traumatized because it took, like it was heavy and then it took so long to set up the tent and you're like, this is too much of a hassle. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Yes, and, right. that's exactly where I came okay. from. <laughs> and so it's funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't speak to the hammocks, but in terms of like, what's the easiest way to kind of set up your shelter where it's not the, you know, that same hassle or not even close to that, you know, the modern tents, a lot of them are, especially the smaller ones are relatively easy to set up. Like a one or two man tent is not that big of a deal. A lot of the, the poles are now kind of connected. So they're like, you just kind of literally just, you know, plug them into the grommets and then hook up, you know, the, the clips or whatever. But in terms of the bivy though, to get to your question, it's a really good one. It, you can get like a pound you know, bivy sacks. If you're backpacking a pound per person is really lightweight. Um, you're probably looking at like 150 to 200 bucks cost, and not horrible. If you're going to invest in that, the advantages besides it's kind of your self-contained and ease of setup is it's going to keep you warmer, um, as well. And so you can kind of get away with like a, a cooler sleeping bag, but if you are claustrophobic at all, then this is not for you because people just like, I've yeah, like people can freak out inside those bivy sacks. And another thing too is you have to double check on it. Like I would say like an annual basis, make sure it's holding, it's waterproofing because um, I used one that worked for years and then all of a sudden like I took it on a trip. Actually, Derek was on that trip and it suddenly like just was not waterproof anymore and water was getting directly in the sack. And so I had to share a two-man tent with three dudes and that was, uh, that was tight. That was tight. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of, yeah. kind of a long answer there. Um, because I had all these notes on this before you asked that question, but um, but that's a good I don't know it's a good option. But like, would this be something you would be doing as like a solo backpacker, or are you gonna be going with your wife? Well, okay, so there's I mean I expect to do some of both. I mean I uh, we have we, well we'll see if it's still happening. But we my wife and I had some plans um, over Memorial Day that are probably not gonna happen anymore. But okay. I was also thinking I just like to get out myself once or just for some like overnights or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I guess if it, in a on, a on a solo trip, it'd be save you, definitely save you weight. But would it save weight overall if you had like multiple people with individual bivvies? I suppose it would. It depends on how. <laughs> Go ahead, Derek. Yeah, I was gonna say it depends on how many people you got. Yeah, I mean, if you had yeah. three people with three bivvies, it's what about three ish, three ish yeah, pounds. So it really depends. It really depends how you guys want to sleep. 
And, and it depends on how much money you're willing to spend on your tents. Like if you're going with those like $600 tents with that have like trekking poles as supports, then yeah, for sure you can save weight. It's more efficient to go that way. But we've had a lot of people respond to some of the, our, our, our talk of like group gear and they're like, what's all this group gear stuff? Like everybody should be self-contained that way. There's no issues. And so a lot of folks do it that way anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what you know, if you want to, there's so many good tents out there that are like way cheaper than, and, and they're going to save you money. I mean, if you guys want to hang, the part of the reason I think we like the tent too now is just we can hang out, we can play games, we can. Right, for group stuff. Just, it kind of builds camaraderie too, I think. That's one yeah, thing. I have thought about that. Like if, it, if you have like a bad weather or something, you can't just like hang out inside your bivvy so well. You, it's not really room. <laughs> right. You're just like, yeah. okay, well, going to bed, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you still, you, if you, the bivvies have those like single poles that kind of like make them off your face. And so you can still do some reading, reading and stuff. But yeah, for sure. The like, yeah, the hangout thing's big and not everybody likes the hangout thing. And like, like I was mentioning in that movie Highline, everybody had their own stuff, their own space, their own tent, kind of their own setup. So that's not for everyone for sure. But it, yeah, but I don't know. Like the other thing too, is if you do go in a group and you just, you're like, you know, what, I'm traumatized from the whole tent setup. You can just be like. Hey, hey, Derek, you're in charge of the tent. I'll go grab, you know, firewood or filtered water and then boom, not even your problem. Right. Delegate. Yeah. Delegate. Right. There you go. That's, right. That's what I did as a kid with my dad. It's like, Dad, you, you, you're taking care of the tent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I'll eat the snacks. <laughs> I'll get water exactly. and relax by the fire. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's yeah. great, man. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. Tent traumatization. That's an excellent question. I don't want to like be breaking any you know, quarantine rules or anything, but is there any place around in the country anymore that's still like open right, like right now or in the next couple of weeks, do you know, for doing some camping, some backpack? I know a lot of the state national forests and stuff all closed. Derek, Derek, we're going to get in trouble by answering this question. So go ahead. Look, you're going to have to sneak onto somebody's farm and just find a spot (laughs) under a tree. Probably the best way. Well, I I know that like BLM land is free camping, right? But I'm not sure about how, that all works but is that is that still open for that there's people that have very strong opinions about this and so i, I think that no matter how we answer this question we're gonna offend somebody but i feel Are like he's setting us up i think he's setting us up yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah. i'm a mole from the the, the uh competing uh podcast <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. i'm not falling for it nathan i'm not falling for it. that's right um that's right um i think that the uh the thought is that if you can stay rel- rel- relatively close to home so you're not like you know interacting with folks at gas stations or supermarkets or kind of accessing resources from various areas. That's one thing. And then it's all about the social distancing where if you can find a trail that is just not well-traveled or very well-traveled at all, I think that that's fair game. So for me, like you just have to have local knowledge. And so for me, like there's a trail within a half an hour of me that is very, it's just vacant. Like there's not a lot of folks on there. And so I feel like I could go backpacking there and you know, be safer than going from around my neighborhood trails where there's folks like all over the place. Um, even just, you know, going out and taking the, the dog for a walk. But if you're talking about, yeah, do I, do I know of any, like in the Madison, Wisconsin area, I don't, you might want to check in with, uh, with our good friend, Dan Becker though. He's a Wisconsin expert and he, he probably has a good thought on that one. Yeah. Nathan, yeah. Nathan, do you call it a bubbler or a drinking fountain? Oh, yes. No, that's the controversial topic here. <laughs> There's a bubbler line. It's about a couple, two counties north of here is where everybody there. Oh. I'm below the bubbler line, so it's a water fountain. Or bubbler water. Line. <laughs> territorial. It's territorial. Yes. Wow, that's, yes. that's insane. Nathan, hey, thanks again, man, for coming yeah, on. Yeah, cool. yeah, but thanks again, man. Appreciate it. 
Chris, welcome. Welcome to the BNB Radio Show podcast slash whatever. Uh, tell us where you're from. I'm from Southwest Texas originally. Southwest Texas. Carl, I know you hate Southwest Texas, and you have a question <laughs> for Chris. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I don't know. That's what. I, that's in my notes right here. It's in my notes. Yeah. There, there's good things about all states, my friend. Um, all right, so Chris, thanks for coming on, first of all. And then... You've got your own YouTube channel. It's like what it's called, Bexar. Is it Bexar Outfitters? Is it? So it's pronounced Bear. Actually, B E X A R Bear. Yeah. Ooh. Bear yeah, Outfitters. Like okay. And so I was kind of just you know clicking around, and you, you you're pretty creative with your videos. And one of the videos you put out recently had to do with like how to eat cactus. Yeah, so, I made the, uh, a video about how yeah. to eat the prickly pear cactus. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we're not talking about like the fruit, we're talking about like the actual, like the leaves of the cactus. And so, you know, since you're kind of like a backpacking themed channel, my first question to you is under what circumstances do people want to eat cactus when they're out backpacking? <laughs> so, okay. So if you camp, like if you ever go to Big Bend, which is a super popular national park, I think okay. a lot of people have heard of it. Okay, um, sure. You can go eat cactus paddle at Big Bend. So there's, you know, I want to say it's like 600,000 acres or some ridiculous amount of, of acreage out there. So okay. you can go out there and you can use that to supplement your diet. It adds a little bit of hydration factor out there. Mm. But, you know, I don't know, just kind of some kind of fun to, you know, throw out there just because, I don't know, if you're ever in a pinch and you need something to eat, you can, you can eat a brick repair. You're talking about like basically hacking up a cactus in a national park to eat. We were in Glacier National Park uh, last summer and we came across a ranger and then some folks were like hiking down the trail. So I got off the trail to let some folks by while we were talking to the ranger and I stepped onto like a berry bush and there's billions of these bushes in Glacier National Park. And the ranger scolded me like, get off that bush. Like now back up. No, I am not saying go do this in Big Bend. Okay. If you're in Big Bend <laughs> country, perhaps. Okay. And you're in a pinch, you're in a bind, you're you're out there in a in a pinch, then you can do it. But okay. like I, I always tell people, yeah, don't do anything that the land managers wouldn't want you to do. I well, I don't know. Like maybe maybe cactus is fair game and berries are sacred. I don't know. That's what I was asking. I feel like yeah, he's challenging I, I have you. No idea. Yeah. I think it's I think it's an official challenge. I think Carl needs to get this on film and eat cactus. That's what I think. There you go. <laughs> so I'm out any time. We'll go eat some of my cactus on my property. That's that's fair yeah. game. Anything I on think... my property is fair game to eat. That Fair. sounds good. I think he lost a dog out there anyway, so that's that's a good reason to go back out. So. <laughs> there you go. If you attach the cactus paddle to a trekking pole, could you use it as an actual paddle? I, mm. I highly doubt it. They're super flexible, so okay. I 100% doubt that. You're better off getting a, a different kind of tree and, and whittling something. <laughs> oh, back to the whittling challenge. <laughs> Whittle challenge, a cactus challenge. Before you popped on our show, you mentioned you kind of – like you're an expert in various areas and you mentioned that you've been kind of spending some time with uh, the first aid stuff and kind of exploring that thought. So here's my question to you. What is one thing that you think a lot of folks are missing from their first aid kit that they should have? Um, I think the one that a lot of people are unaware of is leukotape. So a lot of people bring mm. moleskin or uh, you know some other, like bring duct tape. Right. And I think that they're going to use that for like blister prevention. Right. But Luco tape yeah. is essentially a really high thread count and better adhesive than like an athletic tape. And okay. so if you want to use that, it's got a much better quality to it than using duct tape or even a lot of moleskin. And it's going to lay flatter in your sock. And so okay. it's not going to cause other irritation. So that's, that's one that mm. I... Is that the same tape that they use for like, like, you know, repairing tents and sleeping pads and stuff? Uh, that's tenacious tape, I think. That's by uh, Gear okay. yeah. Gotcha. I was, yeah, there's a lot of tapes right. out there. So, 
Something I've seen a lot of uh, mountaineers will do, they'll also use a KT tape. That's another a good uh, good option if you want to have something that's good for blister prevention. Huh. For sure. Interesting. Wow. For sure. Um, I've actually been using KT tape recently for a foot injury. So, yeah, awesome. I will say, Derek, that um, like Chris was not aware of these questions ahead of time, and his answers came immediate, like no processing time whatsoever. Um, so I think we have a backup uh, podcasting host in case you can't make it in. Yeah, yeah. Am I, am I too slow for you? Is that what you're saying? Well, we edit out a lot of Derek's processing time where it's like, I ask a question, he's like, hmm, and it goes on for like five minutes. <laughs> Let me think about that. Uh, Chris, where can I get a fresh cactus to send to Carl? Let's meet, uh, let's you know, I can send you one. Just give me an be... address. Just shoot, shoot me an um, email. And... Done. Done. Make it, make it with a lot of extra little, you know, prickles on it. There you go. Big old paddle with prickles. That's what okay. I want. There's, there's another type of cactus that you can eat, and it's called a, uh, a weechel, and they are horribly difficult to prepare. So I'll send him one of those. That's huh. <laughs> this sounds like a challenge. Are, like, are we joking around here, or are you really going to send me like a cactus leaf here? Please. Well, I can send you a cactus. I'll send you a cactus paddle. Please do it. I'm going to post my address. I'll, I'll message you my address, and, and if I actually get a paddle, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that <laughs> would be... He's going to film it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to film that. Okay. Um, Chris, that was awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I I think we are out of time, my friend. We're going to let you go, but thank you for being a part of everything today. That was great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Take care, buddy. So so next up is uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, tell us us, uh, where you're from before we start. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, another Texas man. It's just like a Texas man. Uh, And you you have a topic for us today, I was told. I do. I have uh, several, so I'll start with the Derek special. Oh, uh, nice. if we all if we all had Derek's budget, meaning we could spend <laughs> as much money as we want. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what's the one item that you would splurge on and just go top of the line? Oh man, that's a great question. I would just get like a ginormous. Does does weight matter? Well, if Carl's going to carry it, then I think maybe I just go like with a giant glamping tent. You know, like a <laughs> six man tent with extra rooms in it and stuff like that. Probably just <laughs> you still yeah. have to carry this on your backpack. You know that, right? Well, that's why I'm saying Carl's going to carry it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to worry about that. Group yeah, I'm going to give you like an F for that answer there. He's saying that that it's not the the weight that's the issue. He's saying like you have money to spend here. These, dude, the like eight man, like super heavy tents, those things are cheap, man. Those things are not, they, they don't cost a lot of money. That's why I said a glamping tent. Are you listening? Are you even here? Apparently not. Look, I am telling you. Typically, no, budget, the higher the budget, the lower the weight. Right. The, but. the, uh, I feel like there's still some confusion on the budget. This is what I like. <laughs> so I think what you, like, I think what you're saying when you say glamping tent, Derek, you're saying you would get one that's like made out of cloth that has like, christmas lights attached to it that just is you know has per, like a persian you know leader i'm just out there in the desert i okay. have my uh you know canvas rugs my gotcha. not my canvas rugs my persian rug i'd make it <laughs> so, i'd make it extravagant yeah i'm gonna go extravagant for sure so if like Carl's tommy gonna, haverford on parks and rec that would work <laughs> that would work okay. jeremy what's what's your item what would you if, if budget's not an issue for you what would you buy i think i would go with a really expensive top quilt Okay. Mm. I think sleeping well, sleeping warm is just very important. And if you get you know, a fill power of 950, 20 oh, degree, yeah. just you know, all the bells and whistles, I mean, they're 350, 400 bucks. And that's, that's you know, I'm a teacher too. So that's completely outside of my budget. Right, right, right. Do you know what he's talking about, Derek, when he says 950 fill power? Look, all I'm going to say is if you budget, <laughs> if you budget for that and cut out other things, that might be something you could get. 
Like I was saying. right, but it's not considered a budget quilt. No, but do you know? Do you know what he's talking about when he says nine fifty fill power? The for the quilt, you mean? Yeah. Like the warmth, the warmth of it. Like a seven hundred fill, eight hundred fill, nine fifty fill. Yeah. What's the what's the material? Is this quiz, Derek? Now is this what yes. this is? Yes, it is. What's the what's the material, Derek? What's the material? Nine fifty fill. It's filled with. Is he going down feathers or what? Yes, yes. It is down feathers. Yeah. You say this like I don't know the, Right. Still powers the fluffiness, how much it expands. Right. Yep. No, I didn't think you knew that, Derek. That's why I asked you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice right. try. He tries to catch me in public. I love it. <laughs> love all right, Jeremy, what else do you got there? So what's the biggest backpacking mistake you've ever made? Ooh, <laughs> how many? So many. Yeah. Do we have time for this? You can share what my biggest mistake is, and I can share what yours is. What, what do you have? I don't know. Your biggest mistake was probably getting too cocky and slipping and falling in, into the river or the waterfall, right? At, at Yosemite. Yeah, that was day hiking. So same, same. It route. doesn't matter. That's a huge mistake. You almost <laughs> killed you. You almost killed yourself, and you had to get like helicoptered out. Is that is that my mistake when I'm the newbie and like I'm going with a ton of experienced people though? Um, yes, because you're like, oh, I can go near this rock. I'm I'm good to go. Like okay. any sane person would not do what you did normally. Anytime you're helicoptered out, it's a mistake. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, what's my What's my biggest mistake? I got us lost one time. <laughs> oh man I, I lost my sleeping mat yeah that's what i went right to last last year's trip for sure which is losing the sleeping mat i think i think dropping the the permit on the trail was definitely your biggest mistake, mistake. that was that was uh that was pretty bad and i wish we caught that on camera but we didn't yeah that was like the first year where we were actually tracking mistakes where we actually thought like we need to make a big deal about mistakes and it was within the first i want to say it was in two miles in at our first junction it literally just fluttered out of your pack and I was with uh, our buddy Knowlton. We looked at each other like, did that really just happen? <laughs> <laughs> did yeah, we had, we, had, we yeah. had two permits. We had two permits on that trip, if I remember. And one of them we it could is. not find. Yeah, there's one in the car that we, we sat and looked for another the other permit for about 10, 20 minutes. <laughs> so I don't know what's worse. That, yeah, that might have been my mistake. But um, Jeremy, what's your biggest mistake ever? So I usually drive on the trips. And the first time I didn't drive, when we got to the campsite six and a half hours away from our home, we camp out in mm. Arkansas. Mm. And I mm. realized I didn't have my hiking boots. So I hiked in my tennis shoes, which was fine, but oh. I also don't like to take off my shoes for river crossings. It's just waste time. No. So okay. they were soaking wet. It was getting down to about 17 degrees at night. Oh. So I had my shoes close to the fire and burned a hole through both of my <laughs> yeah! shoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Welcome to the club. Yeah. Welcome so to the club. Yeah. I had a backup pair of shoes. I had Tom's. So I had to hike five mile or five mountains in Tom's. Oh, oh man, that is that's epic right there. And I made it. You're, you're not alone in any of those regards, like with the whole forgetting the shoes and then the fire sneaky. The fire is sneaky. Yeah, for sure. Derek feels your pain on that one. Hey, you know that's an interesting. Yeah, we haven't really covered that topic. Is should you take your shoes off for river crossings? Like obviously, if it's you know like high water and it's dangerous, then that's one issue. But you know, if it's just kind of ankle deep and you just want to keep trudging, maybe there's like multiple crossings, so it would just take forever to keep taking your shoes off. Like, it does prevent blisters, but is it worth your time taking your shoes off? So, well, now it depends on what kind of shoes you have too. If you have hiking boots or if you have the trail runners, trail runners right, is not as big right. of a deal. Right. That's true. So, Derek, what do you think? Would you take your shoes off if you had like multiple crossings? And I, I prefer it. 
I prefer okay. taking my shoes off. Um, but some people just don't care. Like Rocky's just like, whatever. He'll just walk through right. with everything. So right, it right, really right. that's really depending on the person for sure. Well, that was another mistake I made last year. We went and the trail, the rivers were completely over flooded. And we thought it was going to snow. It ended up not. So I wore snow pants. So oh, I had to completely wow. strip down to cross the river crossings because the snow <laughs> pants were just taking up all of the water. And isn't that the time when like other hikers are coming down the trail? No one else was there because it was okay. a miserable weekend. But oh, since yeah. Yeah, I'm a teacher, we only have a certain amount of time and right. my buddy's a pastor. So we have to do it during the middle of the week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These are good questions, Jeremy. You, all right. Was that it? Or do you, have, do you have any more? I've got a buddy who I've been trying to get to go backpacking with me for a while. And so far he hasn't obliged. Give a 60 second pitch on why someone should start backpacking. You want me to take that one? Because, yeah, Derek has the same issue, right? Like, you've tried – there's there's been a couple guys that you've tried for years to get to go backpacking, and I think you – They won't go. Yeah, they, they won't, won't go. go. And they, they claim that they want to go. I'm like, then come. Let's go. Yeah. So, I don't know. What, what's yeah. your input on that? Um, I, well, I'm curious what Jeremy's pitch is but first, but I guess I'll share. I would I – don't, I, don't, I don't have a speech prepared, obviously, for this, but I would de- definitely say, like, come on. You're a dude. You're a guy. It's time for an adventure. Get off your butt. It's okay if you're a little bit uncomfortable. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a bonding experience, and we're going to see some things that not everybody gets to see. I would try to keep it simple to the point like that. And you know what? Not everybody's up for an adventure. People like their couches. People like to watch their their Netflix. And for, and for non-teachers, it's hard to get that time off, too. Like, if you have two weeks off and you're away from your family a lot, it's hard to convince family to be like, yeah, I'm going to be taking off for a while. So I, I get there's other issues involved, but but what would your what, what has your pitch like been like so far, would you say? So far, uh, we're just so distracted with everything in life. Yeah, the Netflix, especially in this yeah. season, I think we, you know, not being able yeah. to leave the house, you see what kind of distractions you have and how quickly they fail you. Yeah. Uh, for me, getting out and just simplifying your life and honestly being able to see just the majesty of the Lord uh, out in wilderness because mm. it's so uh, so easy to see like in some of the bigger things in life. But when you get out into some of the wilderness areas where I, you may be the only person who's ever seen that and to think that the Lord creates such a beautiful uh, you know, picture of scenery that so few people have ever seen just mm. gives me a, a more awe for our creator. That's good. Hey, that was that was kind of the angle. That's really good, actually. Yeah, Thank that's you better for than uh, yeah, he's way better than yours. But I, I thought it was kind of the angle I was going to take was like, you know, just removing the distractions in your life, like yeah. all the t- all the techie stuff. So right, right. I like that. The fact that you can literally get off of the uptime. You can take off your watch. It doesn't matter. You're just exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So if, hey, if I was starting backpacking, I would go with you. I know that. Yeah. So Hopefully we have a trip set up for Montana at the end of June. We're hoping we're able to go. Oh yeah, we like Montana, yeah. right, Carl? Where are you going to Glacier? Are you going to like Bob Marshall? Or we are we? not. We're going uh, the Absaroka Mountains. It's okay. the, the Beaten Path hmm. Trail. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, yeah, actually, um, I got an invite to go there uh, recently. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, hopefully that that works out. Is that that's not a national park, so you might be more likely to. There's not as many restrictions, uh, and actually, it's one of those trails where you have to get a shuttle. Except for we're just going to do it twice because we don't want to pay mm. the shuttle. Uh, right. But the shuttle company just contacted me back and it sounds like they're still operating. So, okay. Okay. And I feel like the shuttle is like, like hours, right? Isn't it? It's not just a short shuttle. Trip. Four or five hours. So right, we right. decided wow. we're just going to get in there. We're going to start right away and wow. uh, just kind of book it for the first half. Hopefully we can enjoy a little more of the second half. Gotcha. Well, if you, I, I mean, if you're going for, you know, the shuttle, if you end up going that route, do you want me to call up a uh, bill? Cause if, <laughs> he's willing to, to drive out <laughs> hey, absolutely. hey strap down your sleeping mat that's all i'm gonna say strap it down strap it yeah, it'll be at the very bottom of my bag 
<laughs> that is hilarious. Where it should be, Derek. Where it should be. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, okay, and just last thoughts. I think that if I'm going to try to pitch somebody to go backpacking at this point, I might just take that little snippet that Jeremy shared and just be like, here's what Jeremy says, and then put that out there. Dude, th- that was great, man. Great questions, great topics. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank that you very much. It was a pleasure. Much. Thanks for having me. How are you going, buddy? Thank you. All right. God bless. Jared, Jared, tell us where you're from. I am from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Thank you for having me on today, guys. You are welcome. And what is your question today, my friend? Um, My question is for Carl, but Mm. Derek, you may chime in as well. Um, Haven't heard much about anyone overthrowing a trip in a while from Carl. That was a big pet peeve about a year and a half ago, but um, didn't know if we had any experiences with that up in the Olympic. I didn't hear much talk about it. So I don't know if we're getting better overall as a group or if Carl just kept that inside and didn't share. (laughs) Are you asking is, I think this is like a backdoor way of asking, like, did we uninvite somebody so that wouldn't happen anymore? No, that's not what I was So if you're asking, like, are we doing better? We have, like, a one-trip streak of doing better. Yes. Is that is that an improvement? Mm. <laughs> I think you got to string a few together before we're, we're getting better with that. But I think, I think really, like this podcast has given voice to some of those issues. And so anything that I complain about sometimes actually solves the problem. Carl's, Carl's a verbal processor, kind of like a lady. And uh, sometimes, sometimes he needs that outlet to right. just kind of therapy. It's like therapy for you, really. Yeah. Right. So, Thanks for coming on, Jerry. Appreciate it, man. All right. Love you guys. Catch All you right. later. Later, bro. See ya. <laughs> Sam, Thanks. welcome. Welcome to the B&B radio show. Um, I, tell us where you're from, first of all. Well, I'm from uh, South Dakota. I'm from Rapid City, South Dakota. Yes. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, And Carl, I believe you have a question for Sam. I got got some questions. Sure. What's up? Okay. So here we go. So let's let's go with uh, some some Dakota questions here. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. So so the combined population of North and South Dakota is about like rounding up a little bit to is about 1.7 million. So. Each, each state has less than a million folks total. Just the Denver metro area, which is not nearly one of the biggest metro areas in the country. So here in Colorado has has 2.9 million, just the Denver metro area. So that's just a you know small portion of Colorado. Should the Dakotas be combined into one state called Rushmore? Mm. <laughs> well, that's a good question. I would say that it would be sad for South Dakota to be called Rushmore. <laughs> because Rushmore is kind of a sad thing overall. It's I don't think Mount Rushmore is the best part of South Dakota or North Dakota by any means. So first of all, so what is the best part, I guess, is my question. And then secondly, like, isn't that what, you know, South Dakota is most known for? It is. Yeah, it is what it's most known for. It's just too bad because I would say the best part about South Dakota are the Black Hills. Mm, it's the okay. Black Hills National Forest. And Right next to that, it's like Wind Cave National Park and close by is Badlands National Park. There's just so many better things than Mount Rushmore. So if we could combine it and we call it like Black Hills or Badlands, you'd be okay with that is what you're saying? That would be much better. I'd prefer that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's a good question though because, yeah, it's pretty small out here. And uh, that's one of the best parts about it too, I think, is that there's not as many people. And when you go hiking and backpacking around here, that's oftentimes where you don't see a single person. 
It's so nice. That'd be so nice. Um, this I actually had this question planned for you, but then it kind of came up with our, our previous guest, uh, Jeremy. But what's your biggest backpacking disaster? <laughs> backpacking disaster. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's hear it. Thankfully, this didn't actually happen to me, but it happened to the person that I was on the trip with. Okay. Um, we were actually in the winds, in the Wind River Range. Okay. And... Um, the mosquitoes were so, so bad. And I know you guys have talked about how oh. you don't like mosquitoes as well. So you can yeah. relate. This was sure. the worst mosquito trip I've ever had. Wait, real quick. What, what month were you in when you were hiking? Yeah, it was July, early July. Early July. Okay. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of poor timing. It just kind of worked out for everybody. Right. Um, that's where all of them hatched like that day before we got there. It was pretty rough. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there, was, there was this girl that was on the trip with us and her leg, like her whole calf muscle turned into one large mosquito bike. Oh. Like, oh. It was just the whole thing was like a fist size mosquito bite. That is terrible. That's yeah. terrible. Was she scratching it? A, she, like... a little bit, I think. Okay. But she had so many bites that they started just morphing into bigger ones. Oh, they were hmm. just like huge, huge welts on her legs. I'm hoping that, was, yeah, I'm hoping that didn't pus. <laughs> no, it didn't, thankfully. Okay. That'd be terrible. No. Oh. And this was still like through pants, and she was wearing like yoga pants or something like that. So, probably not the best option, but right, right. it wow. was bad through clothing and stuff. It was rough. So my takeaway is I'm never going to wear yoga pants on a backpack. <laughs> I think that should be everyone's takeaway. Note, note to self. Note to self. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> uh, based upon yeah, based upon your kind of uh, MO, Derek, though, I, I, I would have guessed you would hope that it would pus just to be like, that's really gross. Look at that. <laughs> I, I, I kind of would have been curious about it. I've seen it happen uh, on some of my – when I lived in Fiji, we had a lot of um, – a lot of friends of mine, they had the, it dep- depends on the person too. Like, you know, they got these big yeah. bites and they turn into these huge so- open sores with pus everywhere. And I was like, that is horrible. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on, you know, I don't know. They were all Europeans. So I don't know if that matters, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows? Know. Right. There's a huge difference. All right, Sam, next question for you is what is your favorite piece of luxury gear that you bring on a trip? Probably it's, I think it's called the stoker. It's like a fire stoker. <laughs> and <laughs> I call it luxury gear because you don't really need it to start a fire. You can definitely do it without, but it really makes it a lot easier. Okay. And it's like this okay. telescoping tube, like a telescoping okay. metal straw. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Really lightweight. And you blow at the base of the fire okay. and then it brings oxygen under the fire. So it, it builds it up faster. I mean, um, you can just do it. You can blow it on it with your mouth too. It, kind of does the same thing, but it's really concentrated. So it helps it yeah. if you have a very small fire you're trying to start. Yeah. So, right. I don't know. That might help you a little bit, Carl, with your, or with Derek, with you're the fire starter, aren't you? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, 75% chance that Derek, after this episode, looks it up and buys it on Amazon immediately. I'm already Googling <laughs> it right now. I'm already yeah. Googling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I call right. it luxury because it's not totally necessary, but it does right. actually make a d- big difference. I didn't think it was going to do very much, but mm. it's pretty nice. How much weight are we talking about here, do you think? Oh, I bet just a couple ounces. Oh, Derek. Yeah. Nice. Derek brings way more than that for his fire starting kit, right? Way more than that. <laughs> I like to more. I like to mess around with the fire. Yeah. How much do you think your your fire starting kit weighs, Derek, if you had to estimate? 
<laughs> I'm gonna say like a good half pound. Um, I would agree with that. That is correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna say well, I, I've been debating bringing one of those old school wooden bellows where you like squeeze air in and out yeah. like a, like an accordion, like a huge fan thing. Like yeah. would this actually? Of course, it's like a pound and a half. So I don't know if I really. Yeah. I think that would be worth it though. That would be awesome to have that. To get that on film would be. Oh my uh, goodness. Just, yeah. Yeah. Even a photograph of that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> I think we'd probably put the fire out. Let's be honest. That's true. That's true. I'm do thinking about have, it now. Do they make a, like a wooden bellows that like can help with the fire, but also create music? Ooh, there we go. <laughs> we can look for that. We can look. Okay. For yeah, that. you're gonna have to practice at home though to make sure you're good enough to play in front of Carl. <laughs> oh, please, any for Carl, anything's good enough. Trust me. It's right. true. Right. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Two questions for you guys, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Is that a rip? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. My first one is, um, Derek, have you made any comments on the YouTube videos yet? I have. <laughs> if you have. <laughs> Touche. Uh, yeah, no, I commented on every one of them, actually. Wow. Correct. Oh, that's amazing. Correct. So I don't know if anybody's... Wrong. Clearly, nobody's looking because yeah, they're all, they're all there. Them. All right. So, so here's how it works is that... If you want your like your YouTube video to get, you know, in like search results for different people, you have to get comments like pretty fast after you release it. So my strategy is like, can I at least get the guys in the video to comment? And Derek will go back like months after, sometimes years after it's been released and comment, which really at that point doesn't really matter. And so I told him, this has been, you know, as we've been talking about on the podcast, like, can you comment on like the latest videos? And so he did go back and comment on them, but he commented on the old videos. He didn't comment on the latest one that was released. That one's still uncommented. He commented on everything I saw on the page. So, you know, just, you know, I'm not as techie as Carl. So, you know, I guess I try to involve myself with people more. But Typing is hard. Typing is hard. <laughs> I'm a handwriter, Carl. I'm a handwriter. So, cur cursive. Cursive, actually. Hence the crumpling papers during our recordings. Exactly. 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, All right. That was my a second good question. question is uh, I actually have a Bible verse for you guys. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Okay. Yep. So I'm not sure if you've talked about this one or not. I haven't made it quite through all the episodes, but it's okay. 2 Samuel 16, verse 2. Okay. Wine is to refresh those who have become exhausted in the wilderness. Mm. Mm. So my question is if a Snickers bar is an energy bar, oh, then. Here we go. Is wine an energy drink? <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, yeah, my honestly, here's here's my initial response to that is that um, like Sam's interested. He's he's a Patreon person and he's interested in coming on our uh, the tripper planning for for this like you know August September. And the fact that you were able to ask that creative question makes me super excited to go with you, Sam. That that's so good. Um, Don't avoid it. No, no, no. That that's great. I think you can, I think wine can, like if taken in moderation can be considered, I don't know about an energy drink, definitely not that, but maybe a recovery drink, right? Cause it's got the antioxidants and yeah, not everybody on our trip drinks alcohol. Like personally, I don't because I have, um, yeah, we have like alcohol, like it's multi-generational. My family we have alcoholism and, and, but we have a couple guys that drink alcohol, but it's, yeah, and I think alcohol is a pretty common item on the trip, but it hasn't really made it on our trip. Do you think, is that correct, Derek? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say, yeah. yeah. There are definitely dangers to drinking out in the wilderness. Definitely right. don't want to do too much of that. It's, it can turn bad pretty quickly. Yeah, in moderation, you know, and if people get, have good self-control, like, yeah, awesome. I, I would say recovery drink. Would you? What do you think, Derek? 
That, I feel like I feel like number one, yeah, but number two, okay. you'd have to. Will we bring like boxed wine so we could burn the box? Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what are we doing you know what are we, ta- what are we talking about they have dev- they have like flasks and backpacking ways to carry that stuff like yeah we're, we're probably really ignorant on that to be honest but um <laughs> but that was a great bioversing question though. <laughs> that was good i'm glad you guys liked the question <laughs> wonderful job wonderful job thanks for joining Thank us all right yeah, absolutely yeah. sounds good thanks have guys go, appreciate buddy. it Bye. thanks again Mike, thanks for joining us on the B&B Radio Show today. Um, tell us where you're from. I am from uh, Eureka, California, so all the way oh. to the north part of the state. You're near Arcadia. Arcada? Arcada, yeah. Yeah, I have been in a hailstorm there for a theater production. So. Oh, yeah, at the, over at the, high, or at the college? Uh, yeah, at the at Humboldt, we were at Humboldt, and my I was walking to one of the malls on an off day, and my ears my ears started bleeding from the hail. So that's how bad it was. So <laughs> it's pretty pretty exciting. That's pretty bad. Fond yeah. memories, fond memories up there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Mike is another one of our Patreon supporters. So Mike, thanks thanks again for uh, supporting us. And I know you said you have a topic uh, for us, but can I can I predict? what the topic is about <laughs> wait for it okay it's gonna either be about uh backpacking in the trinity alps or it's gonna be about chili mac with beef <laughs> how can you not talk about chili mac with beef? <laughs> there it is there it is i love it i mean it's, it's it a staple of a backpacking experience right i don't know what's so good about it not but, anymore for me <laughs> oh you're not taking it on trips anymore no, because I'm I'm you know kind to my tent mates. I don't want to have to. You know, I, I I will say true confession. I don't think I've ever had it, and I think I might. Yes, try you it. have. What are you talking about? I've never bought it for myself. I think you I've bought the it. Costco boxes that have the. You know, I didn't need it. I never ate it though. No, Where, I didn't have that. Where is it? I don't know. I never had it in my house. Send Threw it, it away. Send it this way. I'm thinking about trying one out in the tent next year. I'm thinking about <laughs> just to see if I can handle it. We might already be answering your question, but Mike, getting back to your, your top, what, what do you have for us today? Well, you know, I was going to be silly and talk about the Chili Mac, but uh, my wife and I were talking last night and we came up with a better topic, which would be, what are you guys doing to prepare during this uh, shelter in place? Are you guys mm-hmm. going with some air squats, some body workouts, you guys cleaning your equipment? For training purposes. That's Yeah. That's a really good question. Uh, do you want me to go? Or you want to go? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can share, Derek. I don't think Derek has ever trained for anything, but go ahead. Specifically, no training, but I do stay active and work out. I, I have a swimming machine, so I swim regularly. And, What's a swimming uh, machine? Yeah. What is that? It's, uh, it's called, uh, there's, there's different ones. Mine's called an endless flow. So it okay. creates a current in your pool and it allows you to kind of swim in place. Cool. So I, I'm a big swimmer. I love the water. So I swim a lot to do that. And then I have like, you know, I got the weights at home. I'll pump some iron at home, do some stretching, you know. Mm, okay. So I try to stay limber. And right. uh, yeah. Carl, do you get outside at all? Or? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, definitely do the weights at home as well. I have my own kind of weight set up. And you, you like to chop firewood. I would love to do that as, as a workout. I have not done that. I'm not skilled in that area either. But um yeah like we have trails that are literally a quarter mile from my house so i'll go trail running and try to go at times when there's not very many folks in the trail but they're they're, they're technically open and we're just simply supposed to social distance so if i do pass somebody I, I just get way off the trail and then i wait for them to pass for like a little bit so that way i'm not getting any residual you know breath 
breath, <laughs> breath molecules. Um, and then, yeah, so we're, we're able to go to like local, local trails. And I just, yeah, we, we kind of lucked out where we bought our house where we just have a trail system got built right near us. It's like 15 miles worth of trails. But, um, Mike, what do you, are you still like, are you a fitness guy? What are you doing? Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of along the lines of Jared. I do a little CrossFit and we nice. doing, uh, there you go. we've been doing zoom classes. So okay. Okay. Really body weight workouts, so a lot of lunges, a lot of, uh, reverse lunges, uh, burpees, all kinds of exercises like that. But, uh, you know, okay. we have that trip coming up in August. You guys are in July and we're in August. Right. 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 And so I'm hoping that things going to be lifted, but until then, you know, we, we've got to stay limber. We don't want to, add any poundage to the COVID-19. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, there's two sides of that, right? Like there's the side where you're trying to stay fit where, you know, with the cardiovascular muscles, all that, but there's also the side where you're not trying to gain weight where people I think are generally eating more or they're eating worse than they, than they did beforehand. And I think that's the harder part for me is trying to monitor just the, you know, the nonstop snacking and stuff. So um, are you guys strategizing with like certain foods in the house or are you just like, how's it going for you? Oh no, it's game on. We're just, uh, we're just trying to get out and exercise a little bit more. So our, our, our community is kind of, uh, a little bit different than the more populated areas, right? Our sheriffs let us go out and he said, uh, we can go enjoy the redwoods. Just like you were talking about, stay six feet away from each other. Uh, if you're right. Be, yeah. And find yeah. space, make sure wear masks, stuff like that. So okay. last weekend we got out this weekend, it's supposed to be nice and sunny. We're going to go up to the river and, and enjoy some camping time. And, uh, there you go. So okay. we're, we're, we're isolating, but isolating in the, in the back of a, a tent or in the back of the Tahoe or something like that. So, okay. And, and you, I mean, when you mentioned the whole, like the concept of training and prepping, you're talking, like, I think you're the one that was, you're doing like the Jamir trail in August. Is that correct? Yeah. So you guys are dropping in. Where are you dropping in at? Well, we're not going to, we're not going to be there in August, but we will be along the Jamir trail along Like it's over Donahue pass between Ansel Adams wilderness and Yosemite. It's just a little bit beyond that to the thousand Island Lake area. Yeah. So are you guys dropping in on the, um, on the eastern side of the Sierras? Yeah, out of Mammoth. Like the, I forget the name of the trail. It's like Ag New Meadows or something. Yeah, so that's where we're dropping in at too, is Red Meadows oh, right here. Okay. And then uh, we're going up to the to the out point in Yosemite or the exit point in Yosemite. So we'll, oh, be, okay. passing, we'll be passing you guys just uh, about a month later. So, so it, I wonder if there's a way we could like hide something on the trail, like under a marked rock. Little trail magic for him? Yeah, a little trail magic. I don't know if that violates the leave no trace policy there. Well, if um, I pick it up, it's not violating the leave no that's trace. That's true. That's true. We'll have to figure something out about that. I don't know if we can pull that off. Because that's gonna, that's a long time. We're going mid-July. So is that like, or what do we have, like a month before you guys? Yeah. Okay. So that's a long time to have that stay there. You guys take like swords and toilet seats. We do. And yeah. Could you I don't know if I want to carry something like that out. We could leave you a business card with a message of encouragement. That the the weight of the business card would be, uh, you know, microscopic. <laughs> we'll leave you a baseball. How about that? <laughs> that yeah, or, or we'll just put a sword under a rock. That that probably won't pick up, right? <laughs> it's well hidden. Yeah, nobody will see that. <laughs> right, so, other than that, we've been. Uh, I I have plans this weekend to uh, clean up the gear, kind of organize it. You know how when you start. When you start out backpacking, you buy the 
oh, I can afford this right now. And then later on, you're like, oh, I want to save weight. So I'm going to buy the $200 one. And then you end up right. with three or four jet boils and a couple backpacks. So right. go right. through all the cordage, all the fire starting equipment, the jet boils. I'm, I'm really trying to get down on my weight. I'm trying to go ultralight this year. So, so when, you say, when you say jet boils, like you have multiple jet boils. We do. So I'm kind of a, we have friends that do estate sales. And so he knows that I'm a backpacker. So anytime there's something in an estate sale, yeah. uh, he'll text me and be like, hey, I got this jet boil. Do you want it for 20 bucks? You're talking my language. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I'd be all over that. Something that my wife and I like to do is uh, we like to introduce people into backpacking so we started doing a small group at our church and okay we take first-time backpackers out when when you're first-time backpacking you can't afford a backpack and a jet boil you don't even know what to bring right 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 so we started uh accumulating all this stuff so we have a a one full set for somebody if uh, if it's a newbie going backpacking that we can just we can load them up with the basics and the how what they need you know things like that you're the man that's awesome it's impressive that is yeah. impressive yeah i'm i'm starting to accumulate that on my own you know just to, just from this podcast really but um dude i should do that i should start a, a small group like like how did you were you like hey we're doing a small group if you want to be in a small group and go outdoors is that how you sort of packaged it well well the way it started out was when we got married we just started going out on the weekends and we would post on facebook you know where we went and our pictures and right people would be like where'd you guys go you guys are always on vacation i'm like no it's just <laughs> vacation <laughs> you're yeah. always taking vacations yeah we went out our back door in our backyard <laughs> any of us can enjoy this and we just went backpacking for the weekend and so we started getting inquiries about, hey, can I go with you? And then a few of them, you know, they were kind of just inquiries. And then a couple of them were, were really serious. So we said, sure. And then the church approached us and uh, said, hey, you know, this is, we live in a beautiful area. Would you guys mind doing a small group for it? And so okay. one year we just set up a bunch of uh, day hikes. So after work, you know, it stays light until about nine o'clock. So we just right. go out and yeah some of the redwood trails or something around here and then once in a while we'd plan a, a small you know two two to five mile hike into some spectacular lake and okay take, nice. take a in with us and that just kind of took off yeah Derek, two miles you, you'd be all in on that one right i can i can handle that yeah <laughs> that's the that's a trail that i'll try out new new gear on right you know i'll take right I'll good take yeah that yeah. oil and a whisper light or something like that to see if i like it or where I don't mind hauling extra weight. That's really smart is going on a trip with shorter miles where you can kind of bring multiple items so the weight doesn't matter as much and then you can kind of figure out what works, what doesn't for future trips when you're going, you know, from Red's Meadow into Yosemite. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, hey, we got to run, man, but thanks so much for hopping on with us. Enjoy what you guys are doing. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Yeah, Thank you for, su- thanks for supporting us, buddy. Have a good one. Absolutely. That was good, yeah? That was a ton of fun ton of fun i think we should do yeah. that again in the future um that was a lot of fun if you had to grade the quality of conversation there what what percentage are you gonna give overall yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a, a 9.87 a 9.87 percent uh, so you're gonna give less than 10 percent out of a possible 100 percent no, I'm going to say I'm grading it on a scale of 1 to 10. I've okay. decided that. So I'm going to say 9.87 as if I'm in the Olympics. Right. And, yeah, you know, I think you had a few awkward pauses and that really lowered the score a lot. But other than that, <laughs> I think it was really pretty. No, actually, overall, no, it was, it was solid. It was a lot okay. of fun. Nice. And 
people had a lot of really good things to say, which I found very entertaining. So gotcha. I think that anytime I ask somebody to rate something on like a scale, like one to 10 or out of a percent or give it a letter grade, everybody always mm-hmm. chooses a different way to rate it. So I don't know if I'm not asking mm-hmm. very well, but um, it's not just you, Derek, do you, it's everybody. Do you ask people to rate things all the time? Is that, you, you want people to judge things for you? I just had a flashback when we were doing our FKT last summer and, and um, Jared was struggling with his Achilles mm. and I, I just was like, like, how are you doing? Like one to five, five feeling great. Like, mm. how are you doing? And he's like, I'm gonna. I'm scoring you out of a ten, Carl. I was like, okay, <laughs> that answers the question. <laughs> um, you, anyway. yeah, that's fine. I think when we when we go to the hospital or the doctors with our girls sometimes they'll do the whole. You know, when you go to the hospital and they have like the smiley face chart. Maybe you should just bring okay. that smiley face chart wherever you go and be like, are you mm. a happy face, a sad face, or a medium face? Like, what are you? Like, point to the face to rate whatever I'm asking them to rate. Exactly. Okay. That way it's right there. I would rate this. I would rate this a smiley face with a toothy grin. How about that? Wow, toothy grin. Yeah, okay. toothy grin. All right. Let's break it down though. Okay, so we got so we got some different topics to cover here, and we and we obviously reacted kind of on the spot, but just kind of follow up thoughts mm. um, in no particular order. Uh, Chris mentioned the cactus paddle. That was a plant I was referring to earlier. Beautiful. Do you think he's really going to send me a cactus paddle to eat? I. He seems like a guy that would do that. I'm going to hope. That he does do that. You need to experience that. Okay. You know. He I did I did send him my address and then he mentioned like, you know, if shipping's under ten dollars, he's gonna do that. And then I thought, you know, that's fair, like that's a lot of money to spend on sending a cactus paddle. Mm-hmm. But I've sent I've sent a lot of stuff in my day and I don't see like unless he's gonna like harvest a massive cactus paddle, like <laughs> it should only be a few dollars. <laughs> it shouldn't be that much money to send that thing. I would hope. Um yeah. From Texas to Colorado, anyway, I don't know. So, anyway, either either way, it was a fun conversation. Okay, yeah. so then Nathan had like the bivy sack or the kind of the single shelter question, and on the spot, you kind of caught me on something, and we talked about it afterwards. But I I, I feel like it's fair game that I made a mistake, and and what what did you catch me on with that conversation? Because well, you you were saying you know nobody's ever brought a bivy sack on one of our trips, Derek, right. and then you're like saying how you brought a bivy sack on the trip i don't right. know if anybody caught that. i think this lots is what, lots yeah, of people caught that i forget yeah no. yeah you're like i forget how you said it but yeah something like yeah didn't we have one of one of our trips and i totally spaced because i didn't actually end up using it on that trip i definitely brought it but um we had a ton of rain that trip and when we were setting up our shelters like it was just soaked mm. through and i was like i can't sleep in that uh so yeah, yeah. anyway you were right my friend i was wrong on that one i know it's rare but i'm gonna Put that in my little tally chart. Okay. Journal. Check. I was right again. Um, that's not that's a good. joke. I think you actually have that in your journal. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll never know. Right. You'll never know. Okay. So then Nathan, like after we recorded this, we released uh, our most our kind of last episode and I made an offhanded comment about like, you know, when with that Bill MP3, like maybe we should DNA test your sleeping pad. Remember that comment I made about that? Like we should just check it out to see how do you but but how do you DNA test it if it's no longer no 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 you your me? new one to see if it's actually a new one? You're gonna DNA test it? 
for well i was joking about that but then nathan yeah i remember the caller like has yeah. since has since responded saying like i actually work in a lab that could dna test <laughs> <laughs> your your sleeping pad and so i thought that for was really what? Hilarious. But what are you? and so he's he's offering and so so my question to you is are you willing to share some of your sleeping pad and send it to nathan to get it tested I feel to like... confirm that it's new well i've already used it i've already used when? it when when at the house i've used it here I've messed around with it <laughs> what are you talking where about? where did you put it where did you put it was it outside it's been outside yeah okay I blew it up on dirt uh i don't know if it was on dirt but it was you know All right. story it's definitely changing. not it's, no it's not, there's no story changing <laughs> how do i get pigeonholed into these conversations okay so he needs to match the ph levels of your pad to determine if it's been to places like what glacier or the Sierras, and then if it if it has, then that shows that you just left it and it wasn't a new pad, right? Maybe I don't know. What if I've washed the okay. pad? What if I've cleaned the pad? Mm, I don't buy that for one second. So what if the pad got wet. What if the pad, you know? How much? Know. Okay, are you willing to send him a portion of your pad to, to test it out? A portion of my pad? Yeah. How would I would I cut off some of it? What yeah, like no more than half, I would say. I'm not gonna cut my pad. Get out of here! This is, abs- this is preposterous. I'm not gonna entertain your uh, childish okay. insecurity. Mine. This is this is Nathan's suggestion. This is not for me. <laughs> Look how on board you are, though. You're so quick. Oh yeah, hey, yo, we could do this. You know, secretly, you're so excited. Yeah. For it. Yeah. I I think I think your response to this speaks volumes. So <laughs> I, I, need to I know. No longer. This is such your no guilty. This says you're guilty. You're not willing to cut your pad and prove. <laughs> Right. How do I know if, that the information has not been fudged? There's many labs that fudge information. Listen to the crime podcast. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you might have paid this. You might have paid this guy to alter results. You know, I don't know. I think net result, Nathan, is that Derek is not going to send part of the pad, but I appreciate the offer, and we appreciate that all you were willing to do with testing the DNA of a sleeping pad. That's I'm awesome. sorry that I could not entertain the cahoots that were potentially there between you and Carl, and I'm not cutting my pad. Thanks. But I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks. Right. right. There we go. That's going to answer that. Okay. Another uh, caller we had was Jeremy, and he brought up some interesting topics as well, but yeah, it's interesting we haven't talked to him as much about the river crossing thing. Mm. Since he mentioned that, we had William, I think, I think it was William post on Facebook talking about how he, I don't know, he used to bring like separate shoes for river crossings. What do you think about that? Separate shoes for river crossings. Like mm. Tevas or something like that. I'm guessing they're water shoes. I mean, I could see that working. Like like I bring a pair of sandals for like the camp and I slide them in a little area of my backpack. So it doesn't really get in the Sandals or slippers? Sandals. But And I've okay. done, I will probably do slippers next year or whenever we okay. go again. Um, so, I mean, I could see that theoretically, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems Would like you a cross lot. like a knee high, fast moving river in slippers? No. Well, if I, I don't, like I said, I usually just take off my shoes altogether. I'm not going to bring sandals right. for a river. I'm either going to bring something okay. comfy for the, for the campsite or I'm right. just going to go through the river. Right. I think so, if it's like that gnarly of a river though, I'm either going to try and find a different way around or I'm just going to keep the shoes on and go for okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to borrow my trekking poles and then thank thank me yes. for being my friend, for your friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's got to be some sort of advantage to 
to me being friends with you, right? So trekking poles, I think, is <laughs> it's one of them. <laughs> and you can DNA test things all you want. That's right. That's yeah. right. I, yeah. I got friends in high places, apparently. So mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, um, and then Jared came on and <laughs> and he asked the ridiculous question about the trail mutiny. So now he's kind of putting, I don't know, he's kind of planting ideas out there. So my question to you is, because he asked about that, are you going to plan some sort of a mutiny this year on the trail? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to mutinize okay. something if you want, you know, just to stir the pot a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sam mentioned the, like, you know, the little thing that he brings to, to get the fire going. And I think that was called, he couldn't think of it on the spot, but he messaged me later and called it the pocket bellow for those that are interested. Mm. And mm. in addition to that, he also, like, you called him out on a, a recent podcast asking him about his sock game. How's your yes. sock game, Sam? Yes. Remember that? So, yes. Um, and then he heard that after we recorded this uh, radio show, and he has yeah. a response. He has an MP3. So here's what he had to say. Hey guys, this is Sam from South Dakota, and you were wondering about my sock game. Well, I'll tell you everything. I too was once a cotton sock lad, but I did not have hobbit feet like Carl. It only took one trip to realize the importance of a strong sock game, which is defined as high quality and comfort with low friction and funk. By funk meaning bacteria, smell, etc. First, I tried darn tough socks. After trying three different pairs, I gave up because they were all too small. No blisters, but just too constrictive. Next, I tried smart wool socks. Better fit and no blisters. However, they still just weren't that comfortable. My strongest sock in my sock game is farm to feet. No blisters, minimal funk, and they're the most comfortable socks in my drawer. I think what's really most important, though, is the material blend. More than half should be merino wool. That's pretty crucial. Also, an added benefit many socks use now are a seamless toe closure. Look out for that. Thanks, guys. That's all I have. Keep up the great work. And all you listeners, support these guys on Patreon. Is is his sock game up to standard? Uh, it's on point. It's okay. definitely on point. I love the thought, Sam. I love the detail of the uh, seamless toe, of the half merino wool. Like, this guy yeah. is paying attention to detail, which these are your feet. Okay. Yeah. This is something you should you should baby and you should pamper, because you're you're probably putting the most strain on these things of anything that, on your backpacking trip. Right. So um, farm to feet though I have not tried those yet, but I'm I'm gonna definitely look at those. Um, when you think of the brand farm to feet, do you think of socks immediately, or do you think of like some sort of meat attached to your foot? You know, if I'm being honest, I think of I have a friend who's a chicken farmer in Canada, and I think okay. of walk. I think of just walking in poop i don't know why okay i think of farm defeat i think dirty farms i'm walking in you know all kinds of things so you've never mentioned a friend who's a chicken farmer in canada by the way i haven't oh well that no. is a true, who's, who's this guy a true, he's a true fact uh he's somebody i used to live with in new zealand and he okay. is a farmer chicken farmer hmm. yeah gotcha mm-hmm. all right okay and then uh mike brought up the whole the whole training like you know trying to quarantine and train at the same time and some of the challenges Mm -hmm. there and we actually got an mp3 from alicia yeah and she had some thoughts about just training in general something that not everybody pays attention to when trying to up their trail game so here's what she had to say hey hikers 
this is Alicia Philly, founder of The Healthy Hiker, and I wanted to talk with you for a minute about fitness. I see a lot of you are getting out and cycling and walking, maybe rowing, paddleboarding, maybe you've got a kayak and you're out on the lake, doing some great endurance activities, but one thing I notice is missing is interval training. So interval training is important to maintain your level of fitness because it challenges your heart rate and it prepares you for other activities such as hiking. So if you've got an adventure planned for the fall and you're going to be climbing some mountains, you need to get your heart used to that extra added effort and also the altitude. What happens is when you encounter that effort and altitude, it is a strain on your heart. And so if your heart isn't used to working at higher, more intense levels, then you'll have more difficult time completing your hike. So what you need to do when you're out with your endurance activities, having a great time, is be sure that you're working in some speed work. And by speed, I don't mean that you are going to smash any land records. I just mean increase your effort for a little bit. So that might mean to cycle a little faster for a minute or walk a little faster for a minute and then walk slower for a minute and then walk faster for another minute and then walk slower for an another minute. So you're going to be just be doing this repeated challenge of your heart for short bursts, short intervals. So that's just something important that you should work into your endurance training and it will help you stay fit during lockdown. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Okay, so interval training. Derek, have you done yeah. anything that is remotely like that at all? Uh, yes, okay. I have, Carl. I have. Uh, I swim in uh, my pool with a yep. swim machine, and it's definitely will go through periods where we do something called a hit workout, 
and you know you go at full speed for short bursts and kind of just get that heart yep. rate going uh, to help the endurance stuff. So it's good. I think that was that was really good advice, and I think that's true. You got to definitely quote unquote speed up to get your. It's like you know you're just training right. your body to deal with the incline and all this additional stress. You're yeah. And I definitely incorporate in- interval training. I don't like it. It's not super fun, but it's definitely very helpful. So I think that was a really good suggestion. So thank you, Alicia for that. I yeah. do. I don't know that I've tried it hiking though. Like I'm going to power up this hill. Like push. I guess, I guess, I guess doing FKT? steps. If you're, if you're kind of hiking steps or if you're hiking hills, I just, yeah, you do it more with the running, I suppose. Okay. Well, your FKT, you weren't trying to push. No, no, no I was, I just wasn't doing like, hiking interval training just you know like it especially if you're not i don't know it just i was trying to imagine what that would look like but i think i answered my own question so anyway um yeah so that was a good one yeah all right well hey so everybody thanks for contributing to this radio show i think it went like well enough to the point where we'll probably have another one i know some some folks reached out and said hey when was this again like we wanted to join or that's just like our our time which was the middle of the day was obviously terrible for a lot of folks and hopefully the next time we try something like this, it'll be at a more convenient time for some different people. Um, but thank you to everybody that participated. That was awesome. All right, my friend, I got a couple of tidbits for us today. Do it. All right. So uh, Patreon update. Just want to thank you to uh, Rodney, to Chris from Outmersive Films, the producer of Highline, and to Nathan, the DNA tester. Thanks. You, uh, we have some folks supporting us on Patreon, some new folks, and we just need four more to extend our season to hit yes. our goal of 10. So that's a, a big thank you to, the, to those folks right there. Yeah. And my other tidbit was we had a comment from a couple episodes back about the Snickers necklace. Remember that one? Yes, I do. Okay. So here's the comment, and I, and I want you to tell me how you what your reaction to this comment is, and I'll tell you what my reaction is, okay? This is okay. by uh, Eric Camelcud. He says, he says something to the fact that he's like trying to figure out how to attach many Snickers to make a necklace look if he wants to do it i'm gonna say you know more power to you um obviously i'm not gonna do something like that but that's if i don't know i mean like if you're gonna do it i mean you want me to think of how he can like sling them up together i mean you could sling them up is any reaction you have i think it's hilarious i just think it's hilarious that he wants to do that i want to see it so take some pictures of it and try to put them on the facebook page or something that'd be well, he's having he's trying to figure out how to do it. So he's he's not in Look, I uh I'm more of an Apple necklace guy, not a Snickers guy. So Well, I would be the one wearing the Snickers necklace. I don't think, I think you could for, put for this but one, I don't so. think you could put something through it or around it cuz right. it melts. So I think you have to okay. I almost feel like you have to make it like a like a trough and just put them all in the trough. Okay. You know? Does that seem weird? <laughs> Snickers trough. <laughs> all right. So I think what you're suggesting like your reaction was, yeah, like how can we make this work? And I had a very different reaction to his I'm comments. I'm surprised. My reaction was, why in the world would you want to have mini Snickers? Like that's not, that's not where we're going with this. Like, okay, you so want you big have, Snickers if you're going to have Snickers. Well, you have the regular size right. Snickers, right? The regular size right. Snickers. Then you have like the the Halloween fun size, Okay. Then the minis are those like the ones in the golden wrapper. So I don't know if he's trying to like make his mm. necklace look all like bling. Mm. Um, but those are those those are like those cube shaped, yeah. like you know it takes more calories to open the, the wrapper, the wrapper right. than are actually in the wrapper. So so Eric, I think your first problem is you're using the wrong Snickers. I'm going like regular size mm. Snickers, and I'm gonna wrap my my paracord around each Snickers bar. And I think we talked about maybe passing them out to folks on the trail. I, I think if we can pass them out with like a 
you know, backpacking listeners business card and say like, Hey, we'll give you free Snickers if you download an episode. I feel like if you did that, they're going to take the business card and never visit okay. the website. Like this creeper, just give me a, a melted <laughs> Snickers on my business card. Like I'm not going to support anything. <laughs> you don't think that the Snickers bar is going to just melt through the paracord yeah. and fall you, down? You and I have different visions of this. I'm thinking I'm like saying. morning time when it's still cool. We're not directly in the sun. Morning time. Well, you didn't say morning time. You uh, we did a lot. I know it's Where been a few we? weeks, but I did mention that last time. Like, okay. All right. So... Anyway, so I think regular size and um, Eric, I'm I'm taking you down a couple notches. The fact that you that you immediately thought of the mini Snickers, like, come on, come on, this is. But I'm gonna take him up. I'm gonna take him up a couple notches because I like that he's going a different route. I like he's thinking outside the box and going for a more difficult challenge. It's not even worth the challenge. Why, like, like if you saw somebody with a mini Snickers necklace, you'd be like, for you, effort to get those out of the knots. Like, ah, forget it. You know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be neutral and say maybe he's already tried the full Snickers candy bar. Maybe he, we don't yeah. know about that, and he's upping the game. You know, maybe he's probably just that's probably true. So. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's all I got, my friend. That's more all power to you. <laughs> all right, that'll do it. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. We'll see you next time on the BNB. And remember, guys, if you are looking for something to backpack with, uh, make sure Carl doesn't get any DNA samples of it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Let me tell you something, guys. Okay, I found somebody. That, you know, I called the guy back. I was like, "Look, I'm not going to send you my my sleeping mat, but I will. What I will do is I will secretly cut some of Carl's uh, shoulder straps. You know, I want to see the pH balance of his shoulder weakness. Like, what animal would you compare his shoulder weakness to? And so he did. He got the pH balance. Carl doesn't know. He got the pH balance back, and he said his shoulder weakness is equivalent to that of a baby fawn. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.